It was so called locally because it had been many years before, how long she could not say she was herself from another part of the country, but she thought it must have been a hundred years or more, the abode of a judge who was held in great terror on account of his harsh sentences and his hostility to prisoners at assizes. As to what there was against the house itself, she could not tell. She had often asked, but no one could inform her. But there was a general feeling that there was something, and for her own part she would not take all the money in Drinkwater's bank and stay in the house an hour by herself. Then she apologised to Malcolmson for her disturbing talk. "'It's too bad of me, sir, and you, and a young gentleman, too, if you'll pardon me saying it, going to live there all alone. If you're my boy, and you'll excuse me for saying it, you wouldn't sleep there a night, not if I had to go there myself and pull the big alarm bell that's on the roof.' The good creature was so manifestly in earnest, and was so kindly in her intentions, that Malcolmson, although amused, was touched. He told her kindly how much he appreciated her interest in him, and added, "'But, my dear Mrs. Witham, indeed you need not be concerned about me. A man who is reading for the mathematical tripos has too much to think of to be disturbed by any of these mysterious somethings, and his work is of too exact and prosaic a kind to allow of his having any corner in his mind for mysteries of any kind.' Harmonical progression, permutations and combinations, and elliptic functions have sufficient mysteries for me. Mrs. Witham kindly undertook to see after his commissions, and he went himself to look for the old woman who had been recommended to him. When he returned to the judge's house with her, after an interval of a couple of hours, he found Mrs. Witham herself waiting with several men and boys carrying parcels, and an upholsterer's man with a bed in a car. For she said— Though tables and chairs might be all very well, a bed that hadn't been aired for mayhap fifty years was not proper for young bones to lie on. She was evidently curious to see the inside of the house, and though manifestly so afraid of the somethings that the slightest sound she clutched on to Malcolmson, whom she never left for a moment, went over the whole place. After his examination of the house, Malcolmson decided to take up his abode in the great dining-room, which was big enough to serve for all his requirements, and Mrs. Witham, with the aid of the charwoman, Mrs. Dempster, proceeded to arrange matters. When the hampers were brought in and unpacked, Malcolmson saw that, with much kind forethought, she had sent from her own kitchen sufficient provisions to last for a few days. Before going, she expressed all sorts of kind wishes, and at the door turned and said, and perhaps, sir, as the room is big and draughty, it might be well to have one of those big screens put round your bed at night. Though, to tell truth, I would die myself if I were to be so shut in with all kinds of... of things that put their heads round the sides or over the top and look on me. The image which she had called up was too much for her nerves, and she fled incontinently. Mrs. Dempster sniffed in a superior manner as the landlady disappeared, and remarked that for her own part she wasn't afraid of all the bogies in the kingdom. "'I'll tell you what it is, sir,' she said. "'Bogies is all kinds and sorts of things, except bogies. Rats and mice, and beetles, and creaky doors, and loose slates, and broken panes, and stiff draw handles that stay out when you pull them and then fall down in the middle of the night. Look at the wainscot of the room. It is old.' Hundreds of years old. You think there's no rats and beetles there? And do you imagine, sir, that you won't see none of them? Rats is bogies, I tell you, and bogies is rats, and don't you get to think anything else. Mrs. Dempster, said Malcolmson gravely, making her a polite bow, 
You know more than a senior wrangler, and let me say that as a mark of esteem for your indubitable soundness of head and heart, I shall, when I go, give you possession of this house and let you stay here by yourself for the last two months of my tenancy. For four weeks will serve my purpose. Thank you kindly, sir, she answered, but I couldn't sleep away from home a night. I am in greenhouse charity, and if I slept a night away from my rooms, I should lose all I have got to live on. The rules is very strict, and there's too many watching for a vacancy for me to run any risks in the matter. Not only for that, sir, I'd gladly come here and attend on you altogether during your stay. My good woman, said Malcolmson hastily, I have come here on purpose to obtain solitude, and believe me that I am grateful to the late Greenhow for having so organized his admirable charity, whatever it is, that I am perforce denied the opportunity of suffering from such a form of temptation. St. Anthony himself could not be more rigid on the point. The old woman laughed.